Hey everybody, welcome back to the Elliot Confidential Podcast. My name's Aiden. I'm joined by my uncle Dustin. Dustin. How you doing, Dustin? I'm doing great. Thanks great. for having me. And he's right next to Christopher Elliot, my father, and I'm right next to Aaron Elliot, my brother. How are you all doing today? Wonderful. Very We're doing great. And doing guess great. where we are? Since I'm the guest of honor. <laughs> you guest honor okay. Guest the listeners won't believe where we are. We are in the wonderful island of Bali. Indonesia. Yes. That, and it's, it is wonderful and it's, it's crazy yep. too. And we're drinking a, a rasa melon. Rasa means flavor, I believe. We're, we're drinking melon juice. Well, you speak Indonesian now, that's good. Yeah, yeah, I speak Bahasa Indonesia. So we made it all the way from Auckland, New Zealand to uh, Bali to Denpasar. And uh, wow, we've got some stories to tell about that because, yeah. because we actually ended up flying on Qantas. This is the first time we were ever on Qantas. Yeah. We got to see the first class lounge. We did get to see the first class lounge. We're working on a video about that. Yes. But it was a pretty interesting experience, I would say. Mm-hmm. You know? yeah. yeah, there's a striking difference between business class and first class uh, in regards to the service. You know, you're treated... Like a, basically, you're treated like a king in first class. They do have some pretty good service uh, for Qantas. And they also, this week, introduced that new uh, Airbus that's going to fly between, I think it's New York and, uh, and uh, where are they flying to? They're just Sydney, I guess. And uh, it's like incredible. It's a 21-hour trip, yeah. nonstop. Crazy. That's, yeah. a long, that's a long trip. That's a long trip. It is, and they even have they have economy class in there. Can you imagine sitting in economy class for twenty one hours? But with Qantas, I believe your experience is Qantasified. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's a good one. Uh, yeah, see, yeah. he's a comedian. We got a comedian with us. So here we are in Bali now. Yeah. And what do you guys think? Well, you know, first impressions. It's uh, very different from really any other country you've been to. So it's far. very different. Yeah. The traffic is crazy. No sidewalks. No sidewalks. No sidewalks. Yeah. There's a lot of things here that we've just never seen before. Food is very inexpensive. Oh, food yeah. is great. Uh, yes, usually. In fact, actually, the worst food we had was the most expensive we had. And then the best we had was some of the cheapest. It's kind of like inverted here. You know, go to the cheap places, honestly. But you know what I think? I think because we haven't seen Dustin in a whole year. Dustin has not been on our podcast for a whole year. We should just ask <coughs> Dustin. Um, More than a year. What have you been doing, Dustin? I've been um, I've been traveling. I um, I was uh, fortunate enough to have gone to uh, Nepal and northern India and southern India. You're on summer this. break, so I'm on my break. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, so I've been I've been painting a lot. Uh, that's what I do. And so I have one more year of of graduate school, and then I'm done after that. And uh, yeah, I'm really excited uh, to to jump in to finish first yes, into the art world and, and, and also years. be done with academia and I think yeah. most of the listeners understand and can read behind the lines when I say I'm really ready to be done with academia yeah. <laughs> you mean behind the scenes be- between the lines sorry that's sorry mean. guys the shadow people between the scenes between the lines, be- between the for, lines. For, all the, for all the people listening you understand when I say these yeah, things yeah we knew what you were well, saying yeah. Aaron and I are also in academia towards the end well at least for our current degrees and uh, I would agree with that. I'm very ready to be done with academia. Yeah, yeah. me too. <laughs> I'm done a paying, done paying the bills. We got two for, comedians for academia. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So, guys, I'd like to ask you something related to that. You know, today, right now, in the moment, what was your experience 
was, is your experience in Indonesia? Because we've had a pretty interesting day today. We have, yeah. Uh, well, we, we went to a hotel called Soul Shine. Yeah. And uh, I'm working on a story for one of my outlets about um, Bali hotels, Bali, specifically Bali luxury hotels. And mm -hmm. this was an interesting place. I loved meeting the owner. The, the hotel is owned by Michael Franti and his wife, Sara though Sara does most of the management and it was a pleasure meeting her at the hotel uh, and watching her speak to the first female uh, excursion of the hotel. They're now doing excursions there. No, it was a retreat, yes. Oh, and then retreat, it, was a, yeah. it was an all women's retreat. I'm getting that mixed up because they also do cruises there. And we were invited to this, this retreat, which was very interesting because we are not women. We are I'm not just, women. In case we're wondering. <laughs> we are not women. No. It's like, it's like being in a Target there. You know Target? It has the most, uh, the highest female to male ratio out of any grocery store in the U.S. Yeah. For every one male, there's like 11 females in, in Target. It's crazy. Aaron, what did you think? Well, you know, I really liked her story, actually. The owner of that, of that resort, she worked as a nurse in a uranium mine in Canada, that was where it would get story. to negative 20 degrees. Mm -hmm. And I thought to myself, wow, that's a real experience. You know, most people don't get to do those sort of very secluded, uh, that's very secluded work and do something as important. And so she had this experience. And of course, now she's, uh, you know, with other experience in life, she's created this really interesting resort. And the resort has a lot of music. It's a very beautiful place. And one of the interesting parts of it is that as a resort and as a having a focus on healing, uh, you could actually go out to the rice fields on your own and harvest rice with yes. everyone else. And I thought that that is a really interesting experience because I feel like when you're dealing with luxury, a lot of people, they don't want to touch that stuff. But here it's an actual offering, which I think is really unique. Yeah. Welcome to the rice fields. And, uh, and Dustin, you, you actually went into the pool. What did you think of that? It was an infinity pool that overlooked a bunch of palm trees and rice paddies. Yes. And it was very scenic and it was very nice. It was a very long pool and there's also a slide. And it was a slide that invited the guests to become and tap into their inner child and kind of <laughs> have a playground and just, yeah. and she was encouraging people to use the slide no matter what age they are. So I thought that was interesting and the slide was really fun. And it was, a, it was a playful, very playful pool, mm -hmm. but also yet very, very nice. You know, yeah, before I forget, we should do our weekly question. Oh, yeah. Which is, you know, since this was like a real, uh, I would say it was a culture shock going from Auckland to Denpasar, is uh, I would love to know about your latest culture shock when you were on vacation, going from a place where you know, you had something where you recognized everything and suddenly you were in a very alien place. Because for us, I think Bali was a very alien place. I remember when we were at the entrance to Soulshine, you said, oh, yes, we're here uh, under the name Elliot. And they're like, alien? No, 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 not alien. Yes. Elliot, yeah, alien. I felt like that. Do you know anybody, alien? Yeah. That's, <laughs> the well, we don't really speak Indonesia, you know. Anyway, if you've, if you've ever had an experience where you felt that way, you felt like alienated or you felt like you were in a very strange place, I'd love to hear about it. And we'll, we will, as always, read your comments in the next podcast. So let's continue talking about Bali because there's so much. Like, Bali, people always say that it's like the best place, it's a spiritual place, and they like to come here. And 
the people are so nice, but there's also kind of a dark side to Bali. Let's yes. go there. What do you not like about Bali? I would have to say, if you don't, if you're on a budget, you have to really watch your money. There's these uh, booths, these money changing booths, where oh, they'll yeah. count money to you and then they'll shovel money behind them as they're counting money. And it's almost like a card trick you see at a, at a casino or something. So you have to be vigilant. You have to go to ATMs. Go to ATMs that are bank, official bank ATMs that look legit. That's really important. The other one is um, it's a little bit intimidating for people who aren't numerically inclined, such as myself, where you have to count many, many digits because due to inflation, Balinese money is like thousands and thousands for $1 or $2. So get ready to count uh, and get, like, I think, like, adapting to the currency People will take advantage of that. So make sure you count. And then little things like when you go to the airport, just know if you go to the airport and people are trying to get you to where you're going to go, you know, no, cab drivers, yeah, ha ha cab drivers, like have it planned out, have it planned out, have money ready, yeah. but you know, maybe realize that you can barter and negotiate here. And if you have to, don't feel embarrassed to maybe write something down or get on your phone. Don't feel rushed because people will rush you and that's when they'll get you. So use technology to benefit you. Um, to help you out, and I think you'll, you'll do good. Yeah. For me, the thing that I strongly dislike about Bali is uh, they burn trash here. Oh, yeah. So you wake up in the morning, and you're like, oh, it's going to be a beautiful day. Yeah. You walk outside, you take a nice deep breath of air, and <laughs> it's trash that's burning. Now, they will tell you here that, oh, no, we're just burning uh, rice in the fields. Some of that is rice. They harvest the rice, and they burn it. But then you walk downtown and you realize that they're also burning trash. And that's kind of, you know, then you go to the beach and it's, it's kind of hazy and, you know, that, that really takes away from the experience. What I don't like is when they take advantage of the fact that everybody knows uh, that the Balinesian currency is a lot less than the US dollar and they take advantage of that to upcharge you because you're not even really paying attention to the money because there's so many numbers and lots of zeros you, yeah. just, lots assume, of zeros. you just assume it's a lot less like for instance when we out, when we got out to get pizza really any shishi places places do this but when we were going out to wait get you pizza, go out to a shishi place for for food yeah oh man it's really expensive we snuck out a couple times yeah. uncle dustin took Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Took you out. He took, okay. he took, yeah, he took yeah, me that's out. That's very nice of you. Okay. And um, I remember uh, we were at a traditional Indonesian place, and for all of us together, it was like sixteen dollars. Mm. Dustin and I, we went over to this pizza place that was wrapper th themed, and I paid, um, and it was ten dollars. I'm like, that seems normal. I did the conversion on my phone. That seems normal. And then on our way out, they said, oh. You only paid for your half. We we split the checks. So oh, Dustin has that's to pay for a his. scam. So so we paid twenty dollars. Oh, they got for you for two people. When if you go to a traditional Indonesian food mm -hmm. place, which by the way I was more full after the Indonesian place, the traditional Indonesian. So place. So pay attention yeah. to your bill. Wow. Yeah. Watch, make sure. Watch make your sure bill and, can, and always yeah. communicate before and after. Yeah, like yeah. make sure yeah. you you communicate and preface things. And yeah, they, they will take advantage of the fact that everybody thinks. This money is almost nearly meaningless because of yeah. the currency exchange, mm -hmm. but it really means a lot, it, and you it, really got to pay attention. It means to something to travelers. Sorry. Yeah, I, I want to ask Aaron what he doesn't like about Bali. What do you not like? Traffic. I mean, as yeah. I said earlier, traffic here is nuts. When you're walking in traffic, 
I mean, we've had this sort of debate. Which side of the road should you walk on? Should you walk on the left, which is with traffic, or on the right, which is against traffic? And the issue is that either way, uh, the roads are really small, too yeah. small, in fact, and everyone's trying to get by. You have mopeds, motorcycles, and then you have these vans, and you have all of these really strange, strangely formatted vehicles. So, for example, you'll have on a moped some someone trying to sell food, and they'll actually put that on the back of their moped or a surfboard. And or a surfboard. A yeah. lot of Australians who like surfing, they'll have a surfboard rack, yeah. and that takes up space. And then you also have these people who uh, take trash around everywhere, and those are huge vehicles. Yeah. And so what I'm trying to get to is, as a pedestrian, and also because we rented a motorbike for one day, and it, trust me, I'm oh, yes. I want, I very want to much you not that inclined story, to get yeah. a motorbike. But I wanted now. to say, I got hit by a car. Yeah, you got hit. I yeah. Got hit. yeah, I was yeah. walking along. Nicked on so the I think that the rule is that you walk on the side of the road that has a sidewalk. That's, that's the correct place. But then, and this is my own personal preference, is that if you, if you are going to walk on the street, at least walk in the direction of traffic so you can see him coming. Because I couldn't see the, the car coming that hit me, yeah. and then it got my arm. Yeah. And, uh, and that hurt could for a long time. Could have been a, a lot worse, time. too. Yeah, they could have hit more than just my arm. <laughs> wow. So yeah. that, that's my, uh, my uh, fatherly advice, is always walk in the direction of the traffic, or always walk against the direction, rather, yeah. because uh, you, you want to see them coming. But I want, I want to hear about your motorcycle story, because uh, you and Dustin rented a motorcycle, and then? Ah. Uh, <laughs> Well, these were mopeds. So, these but, were mopeds, yeah. I think but they still, they're powerful. They're, very, they're new and they're yeah, very powerful. Yeah. And so ahead, and, take it away, Aaron. In any case, I want to just preface this by saying I'm a complete idiot. <laughs> All right? And I made a very unwise decision. I have no experience driving on a moped. And I have no experience driving the left side of the road. Yeah. And I have no experience <laughs> driving in Indonesia, which is very different traffic. And also, I have no insurance. So I'm a complete idiot. But well, you, you have travel insurance. So. Well, I don't have. I don't think my insurance would cover. In fact, this. What, what kind well, of travel insurance do you have? Is yeah, it? I believe it's actually, Alliant. Um, Alliant. Uh, uh, we we have travel. Well, we have medical insurance. But the, if we had gotten our travel insurance policies, many of them do not cover motorcycles. So oh. or, or mopeds. So that's something to really be aware. There's of. still a print out in the fields, close to the paddy fields, of where Aaron made a right turn. And uh, yeah, he I was, was getting accelerating to into a right turn, <laughs> and he left a mark in the field where he landed. Luckily, he landed on, on somewhat of a soft landing. Yeah, it was a bush. A bush and high bad. grass, and then the people were so friendly. I turned my motorcycle or moped around, and I see a group of people just helping him out. People were yeah. very quick to help there. him. And, and I should say Aaron is fine. He's a little yeah. sore. Yeah, I am you're, sore, you're but okay. I think I've learned my lesson in taking stupid risks. But in this case, transportation in Bali is hard. Yeah. Let's just be honest with ourselves. But, and this is one thing that I wanted to get to with uh, when you were talking, Dustin, is if you're going to do transportation here, there's an app called Grab where you're able to get very well-priced taxis. And also, if you're just one person traveling alone, then what you can do is you can literally get someone who's much more experienced driving a, a moped or a motorcycle. You can. Uh, get on the back of that moped and 
if you want an hour ride, it's like six US dollars. Yeah, and it's the mopeds are faster because they can get around the cars, yep. but it still is a risk that you're taking. It's and still if a risk. you have travel insurance, you should check to make sure that you're covered. When can I get on one of these mopeds? Oh, no. No, no, no you can't no, because no, you don't have a driver's license. I'm sure um, we can figure something out. But let's talk a little bit about what we like because um, you guys hit on that before is how helpful well, people here are. Yeah. As the friendliness of the people is pretty amazing. Yeah. The other thing, I don't know if this might be just more neutral, but for other travelers who are considering going to Indonesia, specifically Bali, to understand, I talked to Aaron about this yesterday, about square, square mileage or the population density per square mileage. You talked with me about that. Oh, it was Aiden. Okay, yeah. sorry, I got you guys mixed up. Um, literally, this is a quarter the size of like Austria, say, or third. Is, it's tiny. Yeah, it's a small tiny, island, yeah. But it's 4.5 something, 4.7 million people and and that's not even including tourists so it's there's a lot of people here yeah. and people are really it's very small it's smaller than costa rica and so per square square footage no square mile there's a lot of people yeah. per so, square kilometer is it is it, it's pretty yeah. densely it's very people dense. are packed in here yeah. and um they somehow they seem i mean if you like if you don't like crowds i would not come here yeah but really the the balinese people are so friendly and the food here is really good food in bali the the, the uh, indonesian food is i think we all like that yeah. and we've been eating a lot of it and the weather here is really great it is pretty much year-round it's mm. like this which is uh you know 70s and 80s and maybe low 90s but always a nice breeze going yeah but if you don't want to deal with early 20s something Australians. Uh, Australians or or Brits or Russians. And we're in Chengdu, I should say, which is yeah. which is a place where they all go. But yeah. well, we were in Ubud earlier today, and that place is much more. It's like yeah. authentic uh, Bali, and there are fewer tourists. Yeah, there's a lot of right where we're staying. There's a lot of a lot of Australian party goers who are in their early twenties, and they're they're out in the street, and they're ah. they're looking for. Yeah, for, for extra fun. They're so, looking for love and yeah, you know, eat, pray, love. Yeah, eat, pray, love. You're, you know what to do. Yeah. <laughs> An interesting thing though is that they're not just here in the streets. We're right next to the beach, and that's a huge attraction for tourists. Well, yeah, we could talk about the beach for a while because uh, Dustin's been in the water a couple of times. We've walked yeah. along the beach. It's a scene. It's definitely yes. a scene here. Yeah. And the waves are really incredible. Mm -hmm. Before we move on uh, to talk about whatever else not, I think I wanted to mention some of the places that we've been to that we find very, very noteworthy. And one of the places I think that fits the bill is Synthwave Donuts. Now, this is a place we went to yesterday to have mm. coffee. Oh, that's a great place. And it's a very interesting establishment. Dustin, why don't you talk about that? Well, the background of the, of the, um, the coffee bar is a pixel art, like a 16-bit pixel art, and it's a, a screen that is on a rep, uh, what would that be called? It's a, a loop. GIF, it's like, like a, a GIF loop, yeah. loop, yeah. And it's very cool. So for people who are interested in kind of a boutique-y experience, you have these coffee shops all over here. And that, this location that Aaron's talking about that we went to is very, very unique. So it's something you would, I don't know, straight out of a, of a sci-fi book, if and you And the will. donuts are good, too. Oh, the donuts were delicious. Yes. Yeah, the food here, the the donuts, amazing. You, know, you can get some nice chai tea. You can, and everything is spiced very well here. Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, yeah. Now, th this has been a really, I mean, uh, and we're going to be here for a while, so we'll have much more to report. Mm -hmm. But we should talk about your comments from last week. In our last podcast, I asked, have you ever had decision paralysis when it comes to choosing a destination? Mm -hmm. Like, you couldn't decide where to go. Mm -hmm. Some countries offer so much in terms of attractions that choosing just one place is impossible. You know, and I think that the United States is like that to a lot mm -hmm. of people who come from outside because they go, well, where should we go? Should we go to LA or Las Vegas or Chicago or New York or Miami? Those are such different places. So I asked that question and you answered. Sam says, decision paralysis is when we go to Norway and try to decide where to go. Uh, my husband wants to find the best Skolabrod in Norway. You guys know what Skolabrod is? No, I probably shouldn't know what it is. <laughs> and uh, she says she wants to stay in an isolated Rorbu in Narvik. You know, you, you guys are half Norwegian. I don't know what any, what any of this stuff is, but Sam, I would, that sounds like a really difficult decision. Language does not, is not genetic, Dad. I, don't, I have no idea what they're talking about. <laughs> okay. Kat says, I'm in the middle of a decision paralysis right now. Maybe we can help her. Due to other travel and life, I have not scheduled a trip for a fall. So now I'm checking well, last minute, but I'm being maybe a tad too picky. I have decided that I am no bucket list person if the trip looks good, I will jump on it. I just haven't gotten the right vibe yet. Can't wait much longer. You know something? Actually, prices are coming down now for the rest of the summer, early fall, so you're gonna find a really good deal, Kath. Do you guys have any recommendations? Uh, Dustin, you just were in Nepal and in India. Oh uh, anything goodness. there that you would recommend to yeah, someone? Yeah, honestly, I, I, if you, yeah, Goa, actually, southern India is really, really wonderful. And also another place, to the east, a uh, stone's throw away on an airplane, which if you're in that region and you can just go there, is the Maldives, Maldives. Oh, um, good diving there. I, I really, yeah, like it, it's just, it's a place you gotta go before you pass on. And I think it, it really, it's one of those things. Um, I, the, I don't know if I'll ever make it there, but, and then there's other places, obviously, there's coastal areas in Africa, but I'm trying to think in my head. Like I mean, Seychelles maybe, yeah. Yeah, or, or even like Zanzibar or oh, something. Oh, yeah. That's, like, I've always wanted to go there. Yeah, and, and of course, for uh, listeners, too, that might want to go, like, I honestly always thought that doing a, a guerrilla tour in Uganda or Rwanda would just be wonderful. Yeah. So those are, you know, those are things that, these are just little bucket list things of mine, but, you know, I always get excited maybe talking about those things because, you know, when you talk about them, the ideas kind of solidify in your head, and then maybe you start doing plans, and then you, you and it happens, and all of a sudden it materializes in front of you, so... Yeah, that's what I think. Boys, do you have any recommendations I mean, for Kath? For summer destination? Um, well, I was going to say tricky, but then I remembered about all the earthquakes there. Though I don't think Alachata was, was affected. I don't think it was in the, the path. If it was, then don't go to Alachata. Oh, are you talking about Turkey right now? Yeah. yeah that's, uh, if not Turkey, then Cyprus around that area. Uh, yeah, Mediterranean yeah, Cyprus climate. is great. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Uh, Israel's good too, but it gets really crowded in the summertime. Cyprus so maybe, doesn't maybe wait get until as fall. crowded, I would say. Yeah, yeah. And, and Cyprus is just as good, if not better. They got great mm -hmm. food in Cyprus. Aaron, I think that you probably would have recommended Cyprus too, if I'm not. Yeah, yeah. You guys for, really enjoyed Cyprus. Yeah, yeah. 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 was a great Cyprus was place kind to of be. like here, except yeah. that it was like I don't know. It's 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 strange. You can't really compare these places. But yeah, uh, Cyprus is really great. It's Cyprus has something that most places don't. Really? It feels kind of like, it feels like 
if uh, it feels unadulterated, even yeah. though even though the island's been split in half, it oh, feels like it's it's pure and it's unique. Not, not that touristy. No, yeah. it isn't. Yeah, and yeah. if you go to Cyprus, you have to cross the border and look around in the the Turkish side because yeah. according to the locals, it's a terrorist state. You can't go there. It's only recognized by Turkey. No, mm. it's. It's actually yeah, a pretty chill cool place. Yeah, and they actually have good food there too. Really good food. Mm, yeah. All of the architecture was frozen in time. So it looks like the architecture that was there back in like the 60s and 50s. Yeah, really interesting place, yeah. really fascinating. Mm -hmm. Our question of the week is, tell us about culture shock, climate shock, whatever. The, when you went from a place that was familiar to you to a place that was completely alien, a different planet. If you have gone to a different planet, I would like to hear about it. <laughs> We've got some counselors standing by right now who <laughs> can help you. Yeah. I have never been to another planet, but I've always wanted to go. Anyway, that's it for us. We've got more next week on Bali. We're going to be here for a little while, so we will have a full report. I'm glad you joined us. Have a great week, everyone. Thank you. See you All soon. All right, see you soon. Bye -bye. See you next week. Bye. 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 Bye.